Okay, I'm Francis Ford Coppola, and I'm here to introduce uh, my friend John and his company Landed, which is going to discuss a number of uh, resort and wonderful travel options and opportunities to get away in some exotic and interesting and beautiful places. He's very knowledgeable, he's been here all around and has a lot of opinions that are interesting, and I've learned a few things, and I'm sure by listening to this, you'll also learn a few things. Interesting is what you call an ugly baby, but thank you so much. <laughs> All right, we're here at Jardín Escondido in Palermo, Soho, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Today is, does anybody know, does anybody care? Tuesday, April 17th. April 17th, 2018, and I'm here with Cristina Gardenzi and Martin Credit. Well done. And um, Christina, I think of you as the sales manager for the Coppola Resorts. And Martin, I think of you as uh, the on site <laughs> general manager at Turtle Inn. That's pretty much what I do. <laughs> and now a Placencia homeowner. Uh, I am proudly a Placencia homeowner and will probably be for a very long time. Great. So Placencia is on the central coast of Belize and um, the hotel that uh, Martin manages Turtle Inn is part of a portfolio owned by uh, the Coppola family, Francis Ford Coppola and his family. And um, he's been owning these properties for, I guess, up to 30 years if you look at Blancano's history. And uh, Turtle Inn, when did it join the, f the family of properties? He acquired this in 1999, um, and it was a very small little fisherman's type feel village um, run by a marine biologist. Uh, there was about nine cottages. He was hosting a lot of students to teach them about preservation and saving turtles and taking care of the reef. Uh, and he probably also taught them to drink a lot of rum because that's what you do uh, in Belize. Um, but uh, Skip White was this gentleman's name and he sold it to Francis. Um, and Francis wanted to keep it very much uh, in keeping with what it was all about. But unfortunately, or fortunately, um, a hurricane in 2001 called Iris uh, devastated the area and uh, blew literally everything away. So there was nothing left except for a few microscopes from the marine biologist, which are now proudly displayed on the bar. But anyway, this gave Francis an opportunity <laughs> to rebuild the place the way he really wanted it. And uh, inspired by Bali and the Philippines after filming Apocalypse Now, he gave it that culture and that look mixed in with some Belizean uh, nuances and uh, built a beautiful seaside thatch roof, screened room resort, um, still called Turtle Inn because he likes to keep things as they are, and uh, built about 25 rooms at that point um, and opened it up again in 2003. I mean, the, the fact that the buildings are Balinese seems a little odd at first, but the climate's so similar. And, you know, architecture in Belize is still an evolving... Uh, science, I suppose. It's only been an independent country, I think, since 1984. 81. 81. This is actually how Francis 
stumbled upon Belize because he initially wanted to buy a place in the Philippines after buying, or sorry, filming Apocalypse Now, and he um, uh, grew uh, fond t- towards the culture. Opening a Diet Coke. Yeah, nice. I wish it was a beer. Um, and uh, wanted to buy a place in the Philippines called Hidden Valley. Uh, his wife put a stop to that because she said it's too far away and we've been in the Philippines too long. Miss Ellie. Miss Ellie. So uh, that kind of went away. And when he came back to the U.S., he opened up a newspaper. And uh, one of the headlines was, or one of the articles, spoke about Belize going independent. So this was 1981. So he thought, let's go take a look in Belize. And uh, he went with his uh, firstborn son. And uh, when they arrived... In Belize City, there was absolutely nothing there. Little hotels, little shacks. Um, uh, he stayed in a very shabby hotel, and his son woke him up at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, Dad, Dad, and you can wake Francis up for food. Uh, I found lobster and cold beer. Let's go. His son was about 17 at that point. So they got up and went to this little place, and uh, there um, Francis ended up speaking with a local guy uh, who he told his story to, and this gentleman said, Hidden Valley, um, you wanted to buy a place hidden va- called Hidden Valley in the Philippines? He says, there's a place called Hidden Valley right here in Belize. So Francis thought, that's meant to be. I need to go check this place out. And that place ended up being right next door from Blancano Lodge. Uh, it's, uh, it's in the Mountain Pine Ridge Reserve. There's a place there now called Hidden Valley Inn, but not very far from Blancano. Yeah. Right there. So he found Blancano because of that. And that's how his Belize adventure started, really. How, how large is uh, Turtle Inn now? Uh, we have 28 uh, rooms on our own, and then we manage some properties, some bookend properties next door. That are, so, so people can book those. Those are probably private villas or something that you can, you can take on your own. Correct, which then get all the Turtle Inn services. And uh, it's about 17 acres total, our entire compound, with three restaurants, dive shop, uh, spa, um, and all the water activities and inland and nautical tours that you can possibly think of in a country like Belize. One of the reasons I, I love that part of Belize is you're close to Mayan cultural heritage. You have ancient Mayan sites, you have living Maya culture, chocolate farms, and but, but then offshore you've got amazing water clarity and reefs and caves that you can go to pretty easily yeah it's uh, the reef is just 50 minutes away from uh, turtle inn five zero and uh, the closest dive site is 35 minutes away um, and you pass all these beautiful little mangrove islands and private islands with crystal clear water dolphins will accompany you um, and uh, the fishing of course is incredible in Belize a lot of people come for fly fishing and try to hit the grand slam uh, and catch the elusive permit, which uh, which happens quite often, but uh, tarpon. tarpon and snook. then uh, snook, and they want bonefish, of course. So um, turtles, stingrays, uh, nurse sharks, spotted eagle rays. I mean, everything will swim around you when you go to little islands called Silk Keys, and the dive sites are uh, in abundance. There's beautiful places. I'm uh, I'm a Laughing Bird is closest to us. Uh, then you have Saltwater Key, you have the Sapadillos, you have Round Key, and of course we have our own key. We have a little island called Coral Key, 
which you can rent in its entirety just for you and your loved ones uh, or you and your family and you get a butler and a chef and a dog and oh, you're well taken care of. We almost had the tagline, must love dogs for the hotel, for the private island. Isn't it? It's axiomatic that the best properties have a dog. I think so, yeah. Everybody needs a companion. <laughs> so um, when people come to Belize, they shouldn't really expect like some of the things you'd find on other parts, like say Nicaragua or Costa Rica, where you're going to have surfing opportunities that's not really Belize Belize like I think if I'm not wrong Turtle Inn I would say it's on a lee right there's not a whole lot of wave action there it's almost a sideways wave action yeah there's good you can kite surf very well in Belize but wave surfing is not uh, part of the country so and I think that's the only uh, thing we don't have compared to some other Central American uh, countries that have that are bi-coastal or have another uh, another coast but um, the beauty of Belize is the ridge to reef experience. Ridge I mean, I like you that. can be up in the Maya Mountains or up at a um, uh, incredible waterfall, uh, sunset hike, night hike, Jaguar preserve, uh, you name it. It's all within an hour of, of the Turtle Inn. Uh, as far as I know, that is the world's only Jaguar it preserve. Is. It is, there's about a thousand uh, Jaguars in the country. They have estimated there's about 250 of them that they have recorded and are tracking with motion cameras. Uh, but you do have to do a lot of night hikes in order to catch them because they're nocturnal. Um, but so the inland activities are quite, uh, and they hunt at night, right? So yeah, you might want to be careful. Yeah. But Put some bacon in your pockets if you want to find one. Okay. Really helpful. They'll come up. Um, but uh, and an hour later, you, or the next day, you can be on the reef uh, snorkeling, fishing, scuba diving, or perhaps, if you're lucky, swim with a whale shark. And uh, the, the Garden Spit is, is accessible from where you are in Placentia, yeah? Yes. It's, it's just the place to come for whale sharks. It is. They have been seen a little less in the last few years, so uh, it's your mother nature. It's unpredictable. Um, but Gladenspit is about an hour and a half boat ride, and uh, this season they've seen a couple, and we're still kind of early in the season, so... Uh, but there is, uh, they are around, and uh, believe it or not, a few years ago, someone even saw an orca. Wow. So, you know, when you think of Belize and you think of wildlife, wow, there are, you know, this many cat species and monkey species and lots of, so many bird species. But the most amazing and accessible megafauna is under the ocean. If you go to a place like Laughing Bird or the Sapadillos? Sapadillos. You, you say Sapadillos. Okay, i got to learn that. That's more, it's more of an English. <laughs> the Sapadillos. Then you've got, uh, you know, giant tarpon and spotted eagle rays. Uh, I mean, these things are swimming past you and have no interest in eating you, but it's a little intimidating to see an animal like that just glide by. Yeah, but it also, you know, it's it's magical and it's like hearing music underwater. It it uh, the first time, the first couple of weeks I was in in Belize, uh, which is now seven and a half years ago, I went for a snorkeling day, and we came across a manta ray, which we snorkeled with for about ten minutes, in shallow waters. I mean, it was the most incredible thing uh, I've ever seen. Christine uh, came to Belize for the first time, and we were swimming in between twelve dolphins who were above us, under us, and beneath us. And uh, you don't forget moments like that. And that's all, it's all right there. Christine, yes. t tell us your dolphin moments. <laughs> tell us your favorite parts of Belize. 
Um, well, that, that's a true story, what Martin just shared. I had just started, I'd just been hired by the Coppolas five, a little over five years ago, and I uh, flew down to see all of the properties the Coppolas owned, uh, starting in Belize, and met Martin in the evening, had a nice dinner, and uh, the next morning took a yoga class with the intent of sitting down with Martin and having a sales and marketing and PR meeting. And um, suddenly one of the staff came running up to me, Mr. Martin says, there will be no meeting today. It's a beautiful day. It's time to snorkel, <laughs> which was, you know, part of my work. I had to go see what we have to offer. That's and like a snow day where I live. Right. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. No working, no meetings. So. And literally, I don't, and the funny part for me about that story is that I actually hadn't snorkeled in a long time, and I'm a little fearful of the water, but this was a brand new job, and I thought, I'm not going to show my fear, I'm going to just be like, oh, sure, I'm a snorkeler, I'm totally confident around everything in the water. I didn't really expect the first experience to be, we're stopping the boat, we're jumping in with a pot of dolphins. Wow. <laughs> I was a little nervous. Uh, it was so fantastic, a memory of a lifetime. Yeah, we still have a video of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I graduated from that to uh, within two hours we were out in the water snorkeling with uh, nurse sharks and wow. giant sea turtles and it was just amazing. So nice way to get oriented to a new job. What a job. So pushing past limits like that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, Belize is a great place to do that. Um, nice. What are you, some of your ex favorite experiences for guests? Um, ATM caves, I think, near Tablancano. Um, you know, Nat, Nat Geo named it one of the top 10 most sacred caves in all the world. Um, I mean, I'm so glad I, I, Nat Geo is around to rank these things I for know. us, how sacred it is. But, but what it is, guys, you go into a cave and you, you need to be comfortable with going in, you know, chest high water as you go into this thing. Um, there's some parts where you need to swim. And then, and squeeze through small spaces, but then you get to see a skeleton that is encrusted with, what would you say it is? It's, it's calcite? It's like crystallized, yeah. yeah. Skeleton mm -hmm. that's, that's crystallized, so it's gleaming in your flashlight. Mm -hmm. And it's like nothing I've ever seen. There's some pottery and other things there too. But it was a Mayan, a Maya sacred site. And it's a, uh, people describe it as a life-changing experience. And some people you have to talk into it because it sounds too adventurous for them, but we've yet to have a guest turn around and say, no, I can't handle this. It's, you know, we have the best guides and we, um, we shepherd people through something that might feel a little uh, like a push, a, yeah. a comfort zone, but people adore it. And, and then they come back and again and again because there's Caracol and there's Barton Creek and then Rio visiting Hall, the Mennonites, right? There's the so Mennonites much. make the best ice cream. I haven't had the Mennonites. And I'm told coffee. Ah. They do make good ice cream. And uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, up on the Hummingbird Highway, there's a place where you can stop over and it's, they have really good scoops. Um, coffee, I mean, they grow watermelons. They're fresh. They're amazing and big and juicy. Uh, they sell fresh squeezed orange juice alongside the road. You can really live healthy in uh, Belize, except for the ice cream, maybe. <laughs> and the Belican. <laughs> Belican beer. And the rum. after a day of snorkeling. <laughs> so um, the cave experiences you mentioned, are there mm -hmm. other things that you'd encourage people to try if they're willing to step well, out on a limb? I would encourage people to uh, explore all of our properties. You know, maybe start in Guatemala, come to La Lancha. 
Um, even though it's right over the border uh, from Blancano Lodge, our property um, up on the hillside in Belize, near to Caracol, uh, you cross that border and the terrain feels completely different. The lake setting is so peaceful and magical. And Tikal, I mean, if you're only going to see one Mayan ruin in your life, make it Tikal. <laughs> it's the Manhattan of the Maya world. It's, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I mean, giant temples, mm-hmm. um, plazas that, uh, you know, drip with jungle at the edges, underground tunnels, tombs, um, and, and quite a large collection of art, you know, and some of it just strewn around in piles. Mm-hmm. Um, macaws, monkeys hard to beat Tikal as a day but if you're going it'd be very easy to start in Guatemala City spend a few days either in Guatemala City visiting places like Kamenahuyu or the the museums there or go out maybe 30 minutes to to Antigua spend two or three nights there if you can get to some of the market experiences or some of the highland places and then fly up to Tikal, we can helicopter, we can charter, you can do regular commercial flights. We can arrive by boat at La Lancha and then uh, take our new funicular, which basically is an elevator, an outdoor elevator in the jungle to wow. take you to your guest, your guest check-in experience at a 10-room lodge on a gorgeous lake. So how do you come by lake? Do you, you're in Flores, you land there. Exactly. Can you go by boat across, is that Lake Petonitsa also? Yes, you cross on Lake Petonitsa. That's so a 30 minute boat ride. It's really magical actually. We, we just put a beautiful video up on our website that shows that experience. It's a, you know, it's not a lake with water sports, so it's very peaceful, calm lake. And then you pull up to this lake dock in the middle of the jungle. You feel like, where am I going? Yeah. And you get in this finic, you have a welcome drink, ride the jungle elevator up to the top of the property. And there are days when the color of the lake is almost turquoise. Yes, yes. Um, most days, yeah, most days. Um, and, and, you know, I think some people, I, I would say if I gave people advice on going to La Lancha and that area, don't stay only a night or two. No. People think, all right, I'm going to spend one night there, see to call and move on. You've got Yaksha, Topokshte, Washaktun. And you want a day on the lake. My very favorite experience I've had in Guatemala is being in an inner tube on the lake and a cold glass of Copala wine in my hand looking up at the howling monkeys in the trees. This podcast is sponsored by Copala wine (laughs) and Diet Coke. (laughs) That's great. So that that sounds lovely. So three nights would be the recommended. If you can push it to four, that makes sense. Craft shopping in Flores. You can um, enjoy our Temescal. So we now have a sweat lodge experience, traditional Mayan sweat lodge experience. You can have at on property at La Lancha. Spend some time in the lake and get to Tikal. (laughs) Sorry, Martin is distracting us and pulling up a photo of me snorkeling with dolphins right now. and uh, then we'll take you over the border to uh, uh, Blancano Lodge, just uh, about a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, the, the border crossing's pretty straightforward. Um, walking through someone's garage to the other know. side. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's really probably simple. an hour, an hour 15 from La Lancha, I would guess, to the border, and then another, another similar hour. distance. And you guys have paved a lot of the roads near Blancano Lodge, which is up in the Maya Mountains. It's sort of tropical dry forest. Lots and lots of birds. I don't know if I've ever seen a monkey there. No, you will see monkeys at Caracol, but you won't yeah. necessarily see them at the property. I haven't seen a monkey you there. You can hear them sometimes yeah. because you're right on the cusp of the the pine tree forest and the broadleaf forest. Mm-hmm. So they're right there. They're they're behind 
the airstrip basically that's where the, the jungle starts and you can hear them sometimes from the distance but they don't necessarily venture out into the pine tree in the needle forest that's not their territory yeah it's not their not their diet i guess no. it's it's people don't really understand and maybe i don't understand but my understanding so far is that pine trees sort of stop right around the border with guatemala and belize there aren't too many of them south of that in central america and then when you get it's all it's all deciduous and then when you get down to the southern chile you find analogous type trees like araucarias and things like that almost succulents that have grown into big you know thousand year trees so um the monkeys not so much but lots and lots of birds waterfalls caves because it's all sort of limestone like you find in yucatan Yes, and, and oh yes, absolutely, uh, and, and the, the Privashon Creek runs right through it, and they do spot and um, have some uh, motion cameras there for jaguars. You do see them in the, in the um, Blancano area. They do live there. So when I get to Blancano, mm-hmm. to me it's always felt like because the drive-in, you know, it's, let's say you're coming f- from the border, call it an hour, hour 15, hour and a half, the last 20, 30 minutes is, is a bit of a Belizean massage, right? Yeah. There's, it's not really paved, and you'll be bumping around, but so what? You get there, you probably want to stay three nights plus, right? Yes, yes. Um, depending on what your experience has been. If, you, if you've never been to Belize, you want to be there at least three to four nights so that you can make sure you get to Caracol, you can get to ATM as a full day to do that cave experience. You really want some time on the property just to enjoy the property. We've, um, we have a three and a half acre organic garden that uh, we've had for many years. And there are a lot of chefs touting using their garden. It tends to be a small herb garden. <laughs> it's almost always a yeah. garden the size of a pallet. When you get there <laughs> and you go see the garden, you actually tour the garden with the gardener versus a chef. And then you dine in the new palapa that we've built out of the garden on all the ingredients coming from the garden. It's my, absolutely my favorite experience. It's three and a half acres. Yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's yeah, a little bigger than a pallet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bigger than a pallet, a, a wood pallet. So, But to sum that up, John, it's really what, what is, if you have 12 days mm-hmm. uh, or uh, slightly more, you can do an excellent, what we call Central American safari, starting at La Lancha, for mind, culture, and history, and, and soak up Tikal, see the ruins for two nights, three days, enjoy the lake, enjoy Flores, enjoy the ruins, maybe go for a horseback ride, then you move on, cross the border, go to Blancano, which is just a two and a half hour drive, um, and stay there for three nights, four days, and do all the caving, tubing, more horseback riding, zip lining, uh, or just truly enjoying the organic garden, the food, and the surroundings. We haven't even talked about there's a there's a naturally heated there's a hot tub on yes. property that's huge. It's sort of a torus shape, mm-hmm. and it's um, horseshoe we call it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's heated by a generator that runs off the creek. Incredible, and the creek itself is fun to yeah, swim in and absolutely, play. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, there's lots of different levels and and little waterfalls you can uh, you can. Uh, cruise up and down a little bit and there's big swimming swimming holes Thai massage horseback riding hiking thousand foot falls all yeah. this stuff big rock falls 40 minute hike away so then yeah you and then from there and from there you you continue on to uh, to the coast and you have this beautiful drive through the Maya mountains over the hummingbird highway you can make a stop over at the inland blue hole which is kind of like a zenote um, or you go zip lining or you go caving or tubing to break up uh, the day 
have lunch uh, or a picnic somewhere and then you arrive on the coast at Turtle Inn where you stay four nights and why four nights because then you also have enough time to get certified scuba diving awesome right and so. that that drive the hummingbird highways like all the major highways in Belize very well paved well maintained and scenic I mean that's Beautiful. one of my favorite roads in Central America but that drive takes about three, two three and a half hours okay three and a half but you break it up with ice cream made by Mennonites a stop at the the inland blue hole which is this you said a, a cenote, but with this luminous blue water in the middle of a forest. Correct, correct. So, And then you end up on the coast where you can do all the activities you'd like to do as far as uh, uh, snorkeling, ca- uh, snorkeling, uh, paddle boarding, sailing, um, uh, fishing, scuba diving, or truly just relax uh, on the beach and pick a hammock. Bring a book. Is it catch and release? Uh, there's a lot of catch and release. There's a lot of fly fishing uh, going on, but there's also some good trolling available on the reef. And uh, we have plenty of guests that come back with amazing uh, bonitos or jack or barracudas or... Future uh, sushi. Yes, correct. And we cook it up in, in two or three different ways for them, and it makes for a, a beautiful prize at the end of the day. So it's almost the perfect vacation plan for Central America. Why? Wait, wait it's not... But open. wait, there's more. <laughs> then... After you have a little bit more time and you are done uh, on the coast, you go take your own private island for two more nights. What? I mean, you know, it just it keeps on going. The gift keeps on giving. So you and then you have your butler, your chef, and you uh, really cut off from the world and uh, take over a little coral key, which is about two acres, um, to uh, to unwind if you haven't done so already. <laughs> but my hint on coral key is to end the trip. If you want to be the the hero, partner, or spouse, you surprise. I do. I, I <laughs> you surprise want. your loved one by saying, you know what, we're going to go on a little snorkeling trip, but I have a surprise. Throw a few extra things in the bag. Because literally, when you get to Coral Key, a cover-up and a bathing suit is all you need, no matter how many nights you're there. You have a private island to yourself. All the meals are done for you. And you stop at the island for some snorkeling. You say, you know what, this island's ours for a couple of nights. Clothing optional. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but you win some major points if you surprise you. Yeah, so you have the trip followed by the vacation. Mm -hmm. The length, ideal. You're seeing ancient culture, you know, living culture. You're seeing natural beauty and wildlife. Um, You've got the beach at the end. You go back refreshed. Well, how can can you top that in Central America? I have yet to... uh discover uh, any place or any organization that could top such a combination. I don't know. I think we have a pretty unique situation going on. You have basically four vacations in one trip. You keep moving and have completely different experiences within the same company culture, so it makes it all very easy and seamless. And we do all our transfers uh, transfers and tours um, in-house. I would say, too, that there's... there's um no really difficult transportation day. There's something that can be added to every day of travel that makes it special. Including a helicopter. <laughs> well, that's you can fly from Blancano to Turtle Inn. You can, uh, you can even fly to the little island. The pilot. We have a little mini island next to Coral Key where he says he can land. So that, that, that be the first one to do that, please. <laughs> okay. The, uh, so we did this with our with our kids in 2000. Let's call it 12 or 13. They were pretty young. I think my um, my youngest was around three or four, um, and my eldest was some. You know, she would have been around 10. And uh, 
they love Belize so much. They lived in Guatemala first. They lived in Antigua for, for most of the summer. And then we moved up, went to Flores, and went across and finished in Belize, mm-hmm. uh, finished on the coast. And it was such a great vacation as a family. Do you get a lot of families? We get a lot of families. And, and what I like, though, is the way Francis truly curated the property and laid it out. Every guest room is an individual dwelling. What I find amazing is that families are able to coexist with couples there who want more privacy and romance and maybe don't want to be around young children because Francis laid out this property so that every guest room is an individual dwelling. Some of the two-bedroom villas are separated from the more individual cottages for couples. There's a separate pool area for adults versus families. So um, uh, it, the name of our company is The Family Coppola Hideaways. You know, we encourage families, but it doesn't feel like a club med. <laughs> so we're here in Buenos Aires, and we're at part of the family. Uh, tell us about this property. So Hardy Escondido is in the Palermo Soho neighborhood. Um, I find it the most charming neighborhood of all of Buenos Aires. Um, there are some gorgeous palace hotels here. To me, they don't have the same sense of place as this uh, little hidden garden in Palermo Soho. The reason Francis has a property here is really because he shot a film here and um, Tetro, Tetro uh, and he lived here uh, for the two years that he was filming, writing and filming and editing. And Francis likes to have a whole place to himself. His family can come visit him. Everybody can have their own bedroom. And once he departed, he thought, why not turn tourists on to this fantastic neighborhood that he fell in love with while he was here? Um, I wouldn't stay anywhere else but here. I love the privacy and the discretion, but I can walk right a block away to all the exciting nightlife. We just we just walked to some crazy stores. We had a, a nice afternoon lunch, and sort a glass of. of Malbec. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can take this entire house in exclusive basis because it's you know six seven rooms. The stu- six rooms in a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a private garden, which is why it's called Hidden Garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get your own pass key to get in the front door. Um, breakfast and lunch and dinner could all be served here, right? Yes, we have a, a traditional paria barbecue set up in the center of the garden in the courtyard, and we can bring in a private chef to do the traditional Argentinian paria experience, um, which is something you would do definitely if you took this over as a family or a bunch of couples. Um, Martin and I have talked about maybe having one of our milestone birthdays here with a group of friends. So if you work for the company and you actually want to stay at the property and bring all your friends, it's a good sign that it's a special place. It feels special. It has, like all the other couple of properties I've seen, I haven't seen the one in Rome yet. And not Rome. No, sorry, not Rome. Basilicata in the Arch of the Boot near to Puglia. Oh, Puglia. Okay, so, so I haven't been to the one in Italy yes. yet, which is... You will. It's called... Palazzo Margarita. Palazzo Margarita near Puglia? Near Puglia. In the Arch of the Boot. In the Arch of the Boot in a region called Basilicata and 40 minutes away from a UNESCO site called Matera, which happens to be Europe's capital of culture next year in 2019. Cool. Yeah, nine sweet, amazing former palace in a very simple, poor village, really, where people still hang their laundry on the line and dry their peppers on the tables on the streets. Why do we have a property way down in the south of Italy? Francis's grandfather's from that village. And Francis has gone back year after year and fallen in love with the food, the wine, the, the, 
the sense of genuine hospitality in a place that doesn't see tourism. And it gives people a chance to discover old world Italy, um, you know, something that really doesn't exist in a lot of overdeveloped areas of Italy. It's very special. I also have a grandfather from southern Italy. Oh. It, great, great grandfather, and it's it's kind of a crazy story. And I'll, well, Mr. Coppola is here at the hotel. I would I'll love to tell it, it to you if I could sh- tell it to him as well, because it's such a crazy story. He would uh, be delighted to hear it, no doubt. He's not shy of listening or talking. <laughs> we got to have tea together today, and that was magical. Thank nice you for surprise. that. Nice yeah, surprise. yeah, nice surprise. So, any other recommendations for people considering coming to Belize what would you tell them they should they should look forward to and what do they think they need but they don't need Um, well get ready for diversity and get ready to fall in love with the Belizean people that's definitely going to happen Um, they are so warm welcoming um, genuine practical funny um, common sense like they have such an amazing uh, everything they have such a good combination of characteristics and uh, I have never worked with, with better people in my career and I've worked in the US in Holland in the Caribbean and uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very confident in saying that I'm there for all these years uh, because of them and uh, because of the Belizean people of course it's great to work for a family like the Coppolas and they have beautiful places, but uh, the people make it. And so a lot of my guests, and all you have to do is go to our reviews, and everybody comments on how fantastic the staff is, and they just genuinely want to create and, and, and make uh, make you memorize a, um, a fantastic experience. So get ready for falling in love, uh, not only with the country, its diversity, but mostly the people. Uh, and uh, depending on where you go, um, you know, we have we're, uh, eco-chic, barefoot elegant type of uh, resorts and places and uh, for example at Turlin we have screened in rooms which we take a lot of pride in because you have the Caribbean breeze going right through your room so no you don't need AC it would ruin the essence of what this property is about Um, you hear the birds the waves and the incredible sounds early in the morning the sunrise the sunsets that beam right into your room Uh, you don't want to close that up so Forget about AC. Um, if you do go to um, all three of them, at La Lancha we do have air conditioning simply because of the way the place is situated on the side of the lake and it kind of blocks the airflow so that, you know, there's practicality behind that. Blancano is up in the mountains. Uh, and you, it, you want a jacket at night. Sometimes. You want a jacket sometimes. It cools down. There's a fireplace in the lobby. It's really magical. So it's yet again a very different experience within your same one holiday. It's so unique. I mean, to be in a tropical <clears throat> climate but have a cool evening mm. yeah. with pine forest and running water nearby, where, that's just so strange different candles lit everywhere the smell of of, uh, of citronella, citronella and, and, and pine wood pine. it's really special and then the uh, and of course turlin on the coast with uh, sun salt sea breeze uh, and uh, and then the island where we also um, the breeze runs over the whole island you don't need air conditioning for that so the combination and the different experiences altogether is what makes people want to buy property in Belize. So <laughs> get ready to <laughs> to uh, uh, go for a visit at the local real estate yeah, You offices. get ready for new neighbors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll leave, 
Uh, you were asked, what do you leave behind? Do not bring your high heel wedge shoes. <laughs> I did that my first trip and I thought, well, I work here. I should make sure I'm quite dressed up for all my meetings. It is a, it is a barefoot, elegant place. Bring your flip-flops. You can, you can be chic, but be casual at the same time. It is, it is not a place where people put on airs. Um, uh, you know, I've been to some Caribbean properties and places in Hawaii that um, people are buying a lot of new clothes so they can look a certain way at dinner. It's so much more low-key in Belize. I love that about it. Uh, the, the typical person who comes to us with a request for Belize probably has a pretty strong sense of adventure. They're well-traveled. They're interested in the underwater aspect, but they also care about the culture. I mean, there are a lot of places in Caribbean where you can go where there's, you know, clear blue water and great sparkling beaches. Belize is is a different thing. Um, It's special. You know, the, the culture is unique. It's a blend of Spanish, English, Mayan, Garifuna, um... Uh, you don't find that somewhere else. And, you know, there are chicken signs all over the country that say, Distafawi chicken, so... Uh, you have a great memory, Mr. John. <laughs> How do you keep all that apart from all of the destinations that you sell? I want to ask you that question, because you well, remember that's the, names, the, the names of the waterfalls, the swimming pools. Impressive. impressive. Very. Okay, thanks, everybody. Sponsored by... <laughs> Belican Beer. <laughs> Guys, thank you, thank you for this time together um, and for the, the great Roman suite here. Yes, best suite in the house. Enjoy it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Pleasure. See you in Belize soon. You better Belize it. Thanks for joining us on the Landed Podcast. If you'd like to know more about customized travel to Central America, South America, and Antarctica, reach out to us on landedtravel.com. Since 2006, Landed's success has been built on word-of-mouth referrals. Please take a moment and rate our podcast, subscribe, share this episode, or recommend it to a friend. The Landed Podcast is sponsored by Bluffworks, makers of travel clothing designed to go the distance and help you focus on the journey ahead. Visit bluffworks.com.